You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. The 757 is steeped in high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give local sports the spotlight it deserves every single night. It's the 757 at 6 on ESPN Radio 94.1. That's right. This is the 757 at 6. Yours truly, Robbie Vogler, taking you to the reins, taking you through the reins. For the next, let's call it the next hour, because that's exactly what we're doing. We are here till 7 o'clock. Got a a full show planned for you and yours. Hopefully you are doing fantastic on this this Tuesday. It's a rainy Tuesday. The weather has kind of been messing with my sinuses a little bit. I'm sure that you can tell. But I'll tell you what this weather is not messing with. And that is one specific name that was not on the injury report when it was released earlier today. That one name is a, is a, is an athlete, obviously from right here in the Hampton roads area from just up the road in Oscar Smith high an FSU alum and is a part of the number one ranked organization in the NFC. And that's a one Mr. Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat was not on the injury report today, which means systems all a go. It seems like for Saturday's game against the New York Giants. And as a Giants fan, I'll tell you this. I will tell you this. I'm nervous. Josh Sweat scares me. I know he hasn't played for a few weeks. But man, having Josh Sweat back on the roster, having Josh Sweat back on that sideline, back in that lineup is scary. Not only because he's one of the top, I believe, defensive linemen in the National Football League, but he has had one heck of a season. He has been very good. I understand that, you know, he's kind of been off and on all year. But man, when he is on, he is on. And and I'm sure there's going to be some sort of a pitch count for Josh this upcoming weekend against the New York Giants in the divisional round. But just having him available, just having him out on the the field for a certain amount of plays or, or just having him as a threat is, I believe, a huge, huge deal for the Philadelphia Eagles. You look at this team and and that defense and and kind of what they mean and what they have done over the last, the entire season. Josh Sweat is a huge and integral part of that organization, of that defense. That has been a very good defense all year. And and I'm, I'm, I can be very blunt when I say this. I'm scared as a Giants fan. Our offensive line hasn't really been the best. It's been better recently than it has in years past. But for the threat of a guy like a Josh Sweat, makes me nervous. 
for a threat of a guy like Josh Sweat makes me wonder, okay, well, what could that mean for the future of the playoffs? Having Josh Sweat on your lineup, we said this before, it's a big deal. I said it just moments ago. It's a big deal. Even if Josh Sweat doesn't play a lot of the reps, which I would imagine that he's going to be kind of limited because of of, of injuries and, and things of that nature, but him not being listed on the injury report, I'd say is a very good thing. Not only does it show me that he practiced, but it shows me that he wasn't limited in practice because they put everybody that is that is limited, that is, you know, kind of questionable, that may not be able to play on Saturday or, or up the upcoming game, they put them on the injury report. If they have a, a hangnail, you're going on the injury report. It's just the way it is. I'm sure the kicker for the Dallas Cowboys will go on the injury report for something. I'm sure he had a hangnail on his toe, and that's why he missed four extra points. I kid. But Josh Sweat as a part of this defense for the Eagles is a good thing because it's that distraction. It's that you never know what the Eagles are going to throw at you. The Eagles, one of the top teams in the National Football League all season long. And you had one of their best defensive athletes out there. That's exactly what you want. With Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave. Those are the guys that are going to be making plays along with Josh Sweat. Those are the the players that you want to, to be looked at and saying, okay, maybe he's not going to be 100% this week. But let's make sure that we continue in this playoff run so he can be back with us full strength before things end. And if I am the New York Giants, I am I'm stressing to my offensive linemen, hey, Josh Sweat may be in there. I'm preparing for Josh Sweat. And I'll tell you this, even if he doesn't play, for them to have to prepare for Josh Sweat tells you something that I think a lot of people don't understand. If he is preparing for Josh Sweat, if the New York Giants offensive line, their offense is preparing to guard for for somebody or against somebody that may not even hit the field on Saturday, that takes their mind off of somebody else that they should be worrying about. So even just the threat of Josh Sweat is a big deal. 11 sacks on the year. They are going to force Danny Dimes, Danny Dollars, whatever the heck you want to call him, out of the pocket. They are going to force him to to use those legs that he has been using and make some plays. Do I think they can do it? Do I think the Giants can step up? I do because the Giants impressed me during that week 18. I know you could say they were playing their backups. Robbie, what are you talking about? The Eagles weren't playing their backups. They were playing their starters because they still had something to fight for. The Giants kept it somewhat close that entire game. But they did not have Josh Sweat in there. They did not have Josh Sweat putting pressure on that offensive line, putting pressure on that quarterback to make a big deal. And I think that is a huge, huge game changer.
couple other big athletes that I think are are going to make an impact and someone that we haven't really seen a lot of this season is ODU's own Zach Paschal. He's had one touchdown this year. He's had 15 receptions for 150 yards. This is a guy that they, I believe, need to use to kind of expose this Giants defense. I've watched a lot of Giants football this year. And the one thing that they struggle with is that secondary. If they can open up that secondary, get distracted with A.J. Brown, with Devonta Smith, with, with these type of athletes, you know what they're going to do? Zach Pascal can just kind of fit right in and make an impact, and I hope he does. I hope that he's able to make an impact because you, you love to see ODU products making big plays, especially in big moments like the, like the playoffs. It's going to be a lot of fun to see what they do. I'm excited to see not only what Zach Pascal does, but what Josh Sweat does. Of course, I can't stop. I can't not talk about the playoffs and talk about the other side. Jimenez, another ODU grad. I know he's coming back from injury and he's kind of back up to Ojolari, who's back and kind of been over back and forth. He's going to play a big role. I'm sure he is going to get some snaps against the Eagles this week. I'm excited to see what this team does. Rick Lovato, the long snapper. You can't go talking about the Eagles without talking about Super Bowl champion Rick Lovato. ODU's pride and joy. And as a fellow long snapper, Rick Lovato may be my favorite player not on the Giants. Just putting that out there. A lot of things to, to track, especially in that Eagles-Giants game. A lot of local talent is going to be shining up the, the stars in primetime on Saturday, and I cannot wait to watch it. When we come back on the 757 at 6, I'm going to put on the conspiracy hat a little bit. Get your hopes up. Get you Washington Commanders fans hope up a little bit. We're going to do a little fantasy booking when we come back, this is the 757 at 6 on ESPN Radio 94.1. All over Hampton Roads. For the best in local high school and college sports talk, it's the 757 at 6 on ESPN Radio 94.1. That's right. This is the 757 at 6 ESPN Radio 94.1. Call the text lines always open. 757-687-9494. That is the Pitbull Tobacco and More text line. I'd say the call line's open. It normally is during the Tim Donnelly show, but since I'm the only one in the studio, I can't be answering calls while I'm talking to you on the air. So if you have a thought, if you have a, a proposition, if you want to answer the question that I'm about to ask, text in. The Pitbull Tobacco and More text line 757-687-9494. You can also follow us on Twitter at ESPN Radio 941. And you can follow me as well at Robbie Vogler. That's R-O-B-B-I-E-V-O-G-L-E-R. That's all over on Twitter. And that is presented by Dominion Floor Covering. So Commanders fans, Commanders fans, Commanders fans, Commanders fans, I have a question for you. 
And I want you to to go crazy. I want your imaginations to spin. I want you to think about the craziest thing possible. But there's one caveat. It has to be a realistic. If you could choose one quarterback that will be available next season in the NFL, and that's someone that is going to be released, that is going to be a free agent, that is going to be available for your franchise, maybe somebody that's on the fritz with their team, maybe somebody that they don't really know what their future holds, like a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. If you could choose one quarterback that isn't tied down to an organization to be your quarterback for the 2023-2024 season, who would it be and why? 757-687-9494. And the reason I ask that is because we talked about it earlier on the Tim Donnelly show. And as the offensive coordinator hires are being interviewed, by the Washington Commanders, they have said, hey, Sam Howell is our guy for next year. So if you come in, you're going to be working with Sam Howell as your quarterback. It's a good thing for Sam Howell. Obviously, he is getting the excitement of being a starting quarterback. He has gotten, obviously, the confidence from the the upper management from Ron Rivera. But does... He have what it takes to be a starting quarterback in the National Football League. And I think, you know, a lot of people are going to be asking that same question. Okay, well, if if Sam Howell is the guy, then who did we pass up on? Did we pass up on Derek Carr, perhaps? Did we pass up on, on Tom Brady, potentially? Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, the the opportunities and the options are, I I believe, endless. Would somebody like a a Daniel Jones be on your radar? And I think if you could you could argue, hey, as a Commanders fan, if we had Daniel Jones as our quarterback on the Commanders with the weapons that we have, with the defense that we have, we would be a playoff team. And as a Giants fan, I have to agree with you. If you had Daniel Jones on your roster, the Washington Commanders would probably be in the playoffs. Now, I'm not sure how Daniel Jones would, and I guess that's the current iteration of Daniel Jones. I don't know how Daniel Jones would be with Ron Rivera as a head coach, with Scott Turner as his offensive coordinator. I don't know. A lot of the the praise and the the acumen is is going to Brian Dable and changing the way that Danny Dimes is. So would Washington be able to do the exact same thing that Dable and, and the Giants have been able to do? No one knows. But I ask you, if you could choose anybody that's available this offseason to be your quarterback for the Washington Commanders next season, Who would you choose? Go crazy, but I just need an explanation why. Why are you choosing that person? What is their their reasoning? And be creative. 757-687-9494. And the reason I bring this up is because there are options out there. You're going to have a decent pick in the NFL draft. There are possibilities that you can go out and get a quarterback that is established 
as a quarterback. I do believe that that the Washington Commanders, if they did not make that move kind of at the end of the season from Taylor Heineke to Carson Wentz and then Sam Howell, I do believe that the Commanders would be in the playoff hunt. They, they would be in the playoffs. They would have at least played in a playoff game. But now that Taylor Heineke most likely will be hopefully going to chase the money, which he should. I think they mismanaged that entire situation. There are options out there. Derek Carr is an option. Aaron Rodgers is an option. Can you imagine? And it's crazy for me to think how some of these teams and some of these players, there's no way they would come to an organization like the Commanders. But why not? If you are a Commanders fan, you've been telling us and you've been telling yourself all season long that we are a a plug-and-play quarterback away from being a playoff contender and being a contender in this conference. And I'd have to agree with you. As a Giants fan, I don't want to agree with you, but as a Giants fan who has watched a lot of Commanders football this past season, I would have to agree with you. I believe Taylor Heineke did enough to work with the weapons that he had in order for the Commanders to be a winning football team. I think the records prove it. They just could not win the games that they needed to win. The, the, that tie in the win or the loss against the Giants, heartbreaking, heart-wrenching when you're talking about the overall scheme of things in the NFL. Do I think Taylor Heineke was a long-term solution? No. But you don't need a long-term solution if you have the weapons that you have. And I understand from the 757, the commanders don't need a quarterback. They need an offensive line. You need a quarterback too. I'm not sure if Sam Howell is, is the answer. We may not know if Sam Howell is the answer until next year. Heck, we may not even know if Sam Howell is the answer ever. And I'm not saying they don't need an offensive line. Obviously they do, but they can go get pieces from the offensive line. I don't think the offensive line was their main issue this season. I truly don't. Getting playmakers that can that can go out, get the ball. Their defense was one of the top defenses in the NFL. Their offenses lack some a little bit, but I do believe that if you get a quarterback in there that knows what they're doing, that isn't afraid that they're going to lose their job from week to week, you can make something happen with all that. Joe Burrow, the Cincinnati Bengals, made it to the Super Bowl with a bad offensive line. Bad offensive lines can make it past the regular season. It's been proven before. That's a big piece, obviously. But you can make it. And I do believe that the commanders have the skill positions, have have everything it takes to make it to the playoffs. It'll be very interesting to see what happens, where it happens, who it happens with. Because we had a texter during the Tim Donnelly show from 3 to 6, Monday through Friday right here, say that we don't know what Sam Howe's floor is, and that's true. We don't know. He started one game in his entire NFL career. We don't know what his floor is. We don't really know what his ceiling is either. 
And I'm curious to see how this all works out from the from the perspective of a Commanders fans, of the fan base, of the coaching staff, of everything around. Because I'm not sure if you want to hang your hat, if you want to kind of hang your franchise on Sam Howell just yet. You never know. He could be the next big thing. But I'm going to need more than one start to figure that out. This is 757 at 6. Don't forget, you can go follow us over on Twitter at ESPN Radio 941. And, of course, you can follow me as well at Robbie Vogler, R-O-B-B-I-E-V-O-G-L-E-R. A beginning for ODU baseball that is going to lead to some incredible things in the future. We'll talk about all that and more coming up right here, right now. It's time to talk high school and college sports in the 757. It's the 757 at 6 on ESPN Radio 94.1. That's right. This is the 757 at 6. Robbie Vogler taking you until the top of the hour. Hope you are doing well. 757-687-9494 is the text line, the Pitbull Tobacco and More text line. If you have anything you want to say, you want to get into the discussion all show longer, anytime you want, really. Text line's always open, 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you have a thought in the middle of a game, in the middle of a, you know, you're going to the bathroom and you just got a random thought, you want to text us, you know what? It's available for you. You don't need all that extra. Inf- we don't need you to tell us that you're using the bathroom, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Sometimes those thoughts get get you get you going. You know, when you're on the bathroom, I'm just saying. Just anyway, I move along. ODU upgraded their LED light system this spring. Isn't it crazy that we are talking about ODU baseball already? And that's because the ODU baseball season is literally right around the corner. And I'm not being facetious. I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. It starts in like a month. The ODU uh, season officially starts in about a month and sometime in February. And they are going to have a little upgrade. Obviously, the Bud Matheny Baseball Complex is going to be upgraded in the next few years. But this this year, they actually, during the offseason, updated the the lights, the LED light system. So if you've ever been to the Tide Stadium, if you've ever been to any football game, that's LED lighting system, which has a big impact on how you play the game and how the game kind of comes across. Because I do believe that this is a, a big moment for not only Old Dominion, but for their baseball program. This is one of the most successful programs at Old Dominion. And let me tell you, finally getting a well-deserved upgrade with their lights. Coach Finwood said the lights are, are the first step in the in the new overhaul of the Bud Matheny ballpark, which is going to be exciting to see over the next couple of years. He said that when you turn them on, it looks like the sun just came out which obviously is going to be a big deal for those night games. But I can't wait. I I, I can't, you know, it's it's January 17th in 2023, and I'm already talking about my excitement about the baseball season. And it's true. I am so excited about the baseball season. And I can't really, it's hard for me to kind of keep my emotions under wraps because I do believe that baseball is – It has its moments, 
But at the end of the day, it's one of my favorite sports to follow. It's one of my favorite sports to cover. And I can't wait to, to go out there and watch ODU rake in the Sun Belt. Because I think that's exactly what they are going to do. I think that's it's going to be exciting to see what they do this season. The new lights, I'm going to be very curious to see if that has any effect on the way they play. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. We're just going to have to wait and see. But it's going to be exciting. It's a big upgrade. And I'm talking a, a multi-million dollar upgrade that I think this is going to be a, a big deal for this program. And and one thing that we are, it's going to be a little thing that you don't really notice. And it, maybe you'll notice it the first couple times you go to the ballpark, but you're not going to notice it until, you know, maybe at the end of the season where just going to kind of get lost on you. Exciting stuff at ODU. 757 at 6, Robbie's Roundout coming up in just a little bit. Don't forget, 757-687-9494. That's the text line. If you have any comments, suggestions, topics you want to talk about or you want us to talk about, 757-687-9494 is the Pitbull Tobacco and More text line. Robbie's Roundout coming up in just a little bit. Stay tuned. What is going on, guys? That's right. It is the 7 Five, seven at six. Robbie's round out like it is every single Tuesday that there's an ODU game. I, I feel like I have to preface that sometimes. I feel like I have to say, all right, it's Robbie's round out like it is every other day that ODU doesn't have a basketball game because today they don't have a basketball game. They don't have a basketball game until Thursday. And you can, of course, hear that right here on ESPN Radio 94.1. But today we don't want to talk about basketball. We talked about basketball yesterday. The the men's team, Tim talked about them. The women's team, I talked about them right here on the roundout. Today I want to talk about the, the Norfolk Admirals. And I feel like so much on, on this program and so much during this segment, I talk a lot about momentum. I talk a lot about how certain things that just happened can affect how you perform in the long run. And I I stand by every single thing that I've ever said on this program and during this segment. I stand by it. I do believe that it's important to remember that, hey, things could be a lot worse, but if you're trending in the right direction... Things can get a lot better. And I think when we talk about how how big of a deal it is to build off of, of certain moments, to build off of certain events that happen, whether it's something that happens with you as a player, something that happens as with you as a team, an organization, just kind of the entire vibe around the program or the organization. I think it's so important. We talked last week with Weston DeWitt of the the Norfolk Admirals. He's the play-by-play guy. Over the weekend and yesterday, he was able to call on the NHL Network, the ECHL All-Star Game, live from the scope. Cool moment. A very cool moment, not only for Weston, 
But a very cool moment for Norfolk Admirals hockey in general, for, for the fans, for the atmosphere, for the city, for everything that, that you can imagine. A very cool moment. They had the Stanley Cup in town for the last couple of days. And I, I, need, I need everybody to listen. I need everybody to get real close to their microphones or real close to their, their radios because I'm, I'm about to shed some light on the situation. I'm about to, to, to spread some knowledge on how things are. Norfolk Admirals aren't that good this year. The Norfolk Admirals are not that good this year. They played 36 games. They have won six of them. They have lost 27 of them. And they have lost one of them in overtime and then two of them in in a shootout. Now, you're probably being like, Robbie, why are you telling me this? Well, why why did you open up the the 757 at six? And why did you open up Robbie's roundout with a a Debbie Downer of a of a of a quote of a of a stat? Because I do believe that can change. I truly do. I, I I am one of those people that have followed the Norfolk Admirals pretty much all season. I'd say I'm not going to say that I've watched every single game of theirs. I'm not going to say that every day I wake up and it's the first thing I check. But casually, I will check to see how the Admirals did the night before. And most of the time, you know, 27 out of the last 36 games, they have lost. They have not looked great. But they are getting better. I will say this. They they feel, and it seems like, they are getting better now than they were at the beginning of the year. There's been a lot of turnaround, a new coach, new players. And that, that's what you get when, when you're at the minor league ranks, which is what the ECHL is. The ECHL is two notches below the NHL. So, so think about double A if you're thinking about baseball. So they're not quite just before the show, but they're kind of the developmental grounds to get to the show. And looking back at this weekend, the fan fest, the 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 two games where they actually dropped two games, and, and I, I told you on Friday how big of, of a game those two games were against the Mariners. They were huge, trying to get some some sort of momentum. Going into the All-Star game, and you're probably thinking, Robbie, you just told us that if they didn't win these last two games, that the momentum wouldn't be there. And honestly, I thought the exact same thing. I came out of Friday and Saturday evening thinking, man, the Admirals dropped two games where they did not look spectacular. They didn't look hardly like they were in it at all. How in the world am I supposed to to come on the airwaves and, and and tell the entire listening audience that the Admirals are, are trending in the right direction? How am I supposed to do that? It's because of what happened last night. Griffin Lund from the Norfolk Admirals won the most valuable player for the All-Star game. That's a big deal. They could have picked anybody else in the entire ECHL All-Star crew. And they picked a Norfolk Admiral. Had a great showing, and I do believe that there is something to 
a big event like the ECHL All-Star Game happening in your backyard, happening on your home ice, you take pride in it. You play better. And Griffin Lund obviously played fantastic for the Destroyers. And the way that they did it, and and, and it, it was a cool kind of thing, and I think the NHL has been been experimenting this, and I think it's worked actually very well over the last three, two or three years where they have like little teams and they play like mini games and in between the mini games, they have some skills challenges and things of that nature. You get more people involved. It's a lot more fun, a lot more goals being scored. You play for maybe 10 minutes at a time. So, you, you know, the attention is going to be there. But I see the momentum factor, and that's the I guess that's the key word of the day, is momentum. How can the Norfolk Admirals take Griffin Lund's performance, take the atmosphere, take everything that they learn from this weekend as a part of the ECHL All-Star Game and use it moving forward? You just got to do it. I'm talking directly to the to the staff, to the players, to everybody involved at the Norfolk Admirals and saying, you got this. I'm, I feel like I'm a coach at, at halftime. I feel like I'm a coach trying to explain, hey, we may not have had the greatest first half in the world. We may have had one of the worst first halves in the history of hockey. But that does not mean we can't come out firing in the second half of the season. You got a couple days off before you come back here and make it happen. And that's exactly what ha- that what that's exactly what they have. It's a tough stretch coming up. I mean, a very tough stretch. A lot of a lot of road games in the next month and a half. They got Redding from Pennsylvania coming up on on Friday. That's their next game. Then they play Redding the next night in Norfolk. See, that's another thing that I don't really understand with the ECHL, really with minor league hockey and in, in, in general. They play a game in Pennsylvania, 7 p.m. on Friday. Then they turn around and play in Norfolk on Saturday, January 21st. One of the most fascinating things in my opinion that I I just don't understand then they go on the road to to face the Mariners who obviously were just in town but I'm talking about momentum trying to build off of the performance that you had during the all-star weekend building off the performance you had during these last few days take them Go home to your families over the next couple of days. Share your stories. Share your experiences. Tell your friends. Enjoy it. Relax. Reset. I think that is the most under underappreciated thing in, in sports is the reset. Like the actual reset. I think Norfolk the Norfolk Admirals, the Admirals in general, just need a straight up reset. They need to go home. They need to they they need to spend time with their families. Come back. Start practicing again. 
and be like, okay, this season is not the first half of the season is not what is going to define us. The second half of the season is what is going to define us. We are going to build off all the momentum that we had during the all-star game right here in Norfolk, Virginia, in our home ice. We have the Stanley Cup in town, for goodness sake. And that's something that I want to see. I, I do really want to see how well the, the Norfolk Admirals can bounce back. How they can tell us, okay, hey, it's important for us to make sure that we do everything that we can to to put everything we have on that ice. Six wins ain't going to do it. Six wins is not going to do it. And it's unfortunate that they only have six wins. Because they're, they're a better hockey team than six wins. But that doesn't translate into fans. That doesn't translate into ticket sales. That doesn't translate into the success that you need it to to in, in order for this team to stick around. Do I want nor do I want hockey in the 757? Hell yes. Hockey is one of my favorite sports to watch. I played it. It is one of my favorite things to do. And I want hockey in my backyard. I want to be able to have the option of going to an Admirals game during the winter time. It is an exciting time. And I truly truly hope that they can turn things around so that this team can stick around for a long time. If you were back here, if you were around here, you know, back in 2012, 2011, back when they were going on those runs in the AHL, this town was a hockey town. It was an incredible time to be a hockey fan in the 757. I want that to come back. I want that passion. I want that drive to come back. And it truly, I truly do believe it starts Friday with their game. Take that momentum. Take everything you learned. Take every bit of excitement that you had from the ECHL All-Star Classic this past weekend. The entire fanfare, the Stanley Cup being in the scope. Take all of that and use it for the second half of the season. Use it towards your advantage and make a make a run. I'm not going to say you're going to win the ECHL championship. I'm not even going to say you're going to win your division because probably you're not. But you can at least make it a little bit more respectable than what you have so far this season. I believe in the Norfolk Admirals. I truly do. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see what this second half has in store. Just have fun with it. Enjoy it. And just go out and do what you can do and win some hockey games. That's going to wrap things up for the 757 at 6 on. Or I guess it's going to wrap it up for not only the 757 and 6, but also for Robbie's Roundout. We are back tomorrow with another full show, which means another Robbie's Roundout with yours truly. ODU basketball coming up 
Not today, not tomorrow, but Thursday. Got the men's and the women's in action. Should be good. I'm sure we'll preview all that and so much more tomorrow. Go check out an Admiral's game. If you were in the area, they play on Saturday against the Reading Readers, I think. It's the Reading something. The Reading Royals. Go check them out. Should be a lot of fun. Until then, until we speak again, I hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday. Enjoy your week. Tim Donnelly Show will be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. 757 directly after that. And then, of course, Robbie's round out to round out it all. For Tim Donnelly, I'm Robbie Vogler saying so long. Have a great night. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Later.